Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back with episode 34, I believe, of the Game Plan Pod. Really happy to have you guys back on this Wednesday evening as the Jets wrapped up their game against the New York Giants, first preseason game week one of the 2021 season with a final score of 12-7. to The New York Jets come out victorious, um, led by the likes of Zach Wilson, Mike White, and James Morgan. Uh, Josh Johnson, quarterback, didn't get any uh, looks in this game. Um, but it was really cool to see all the quarterbacks out there. Some guys who we haven't seen before, like Mike White and James Morgan, who has yet to take any sort of NFL snap um, before that night. No regular season snaps, but great to see Zach Wilson out there on the field, right? Yeah, I thought he played really well. I thought he played good under the circumstances. Of course, the Giants, I believe they had some of the first team defensive line out there, but none of the uh, first team cornerbacks, linebackers, or safeties. So uh, given the circumstances, I thought he played well, and I thought he played up to standard as we thought he might have uh, might have been struggling a few weeks in camp, but really all that doesn't mean much, right? When you step onto the field, the real field of MetLife Stadium and uh, show up and show out there under the bright lights um, in East Rutherford. So that was really cool to see Zach play well. Um, it'll, you know, temper some of the uh, criticism he's been receiving over the past couple of weeks, but none of that really matters if he shows out in the regular season, which... Uh, hopefully becomes a reality in a couple of weeks against uh, starting with Carolina. So overall, my thoughts from that game is we just want to recap it. Um, I thought it was okay. I thought the the team overall played good. Um, I thought what I was really impressed with was uh, Bryce Huff, uh, edge, edge rusher Bryce Huff, uh, coming into his second year undrafted free agent. Um, I thought he played really well. Um, I was pretty surprised that he was the opposite rusher, um, opposite of Carl Lawson. When they came out in the starting defense, Lawson only got uh, one series, I believe, and then uh, he came out. I believe he had a nice rush on the uh, the left tackle for one one play, and then the back drive was basically over after a C.J. Mosley tip and a few incompletions um, thrown by Mike Glenn into the Giants. But I thought the first-team defense played really well uh, when they were out there, uh, albeit Mike um, – Mike Lennon was under center for the Giants, and they had their first-team offensive line, though, and the Jets were bringing pressure. They were getting through. Albeit, again, the Giants' offensive line was ranked, I believe, 32nd or close to that um, last season. But overall, you can't can't come out anything but impressed with the Jets' defense, first-team defense, and... um, Second team defense, their secondary, those young bucks, I thought they played pretty well. Um, guys by the names of Brandon Eccles, I believe Jason Pinnock was out there a few. Um, and the young guys, the linebacking core, right? Hamza Nasrul Dean and uh, Jamie and Sherwood forced a fumble um, near the goal line and they uh, were able to recover it. But um, overall, I thought they played really well. I thought the team overall played better, um, better than they were expected to play from the scrimmage to a lot of the training camps where, you know, the beat writers were writing like, yeah, these guys aren't playing up to expectations or this unit's not playing well, or this unit's not performing um, how we thought they were entering the summer. But all that really gets swept under the rug, right? When they really step onto the, uh, the real grass field and they see, or the turf and they see, uh, they see an opponent across from them and they dominate. And I think that's what the Jets did to the Giants for the majority of that game. I believe the Jets on offense put up 358 yards or something crazy like that in a preseason game, which is, uh, you know, beyond a static. Um, if you're looking at it from an offensive perspective, looking at Mike LaFleur, a first time play caller for New York, um, 
it's really great to see his design, and you could already see what he's installed to this offense without even seeing the first team defense out there, or the first team offense, sorry, out there for even three series. I mean, put it the third team offense out there, and you'll see, you'll see, you'll still see the successful zone running scheme that was um, formulated throughout the majority of that game. And you know, a guy like Ty Johnson just looks like he's gonna really flourish under Michael Floor. Um, he had a few great runs that first run early on to the left. Uh, to the side of Beckton, ran for about 10 to 12 yards, and then another one backed up near their own goal line. Zach handed it off to Johnson again, and he ran another 10 yards to pick up the first down to get them out of trouble um, on their own side of the field. So it's really important for that that unit, that running back unit, and that offensive line unit to gel early. And Michael Lafleur has done a great job early on. As it's uh, it's been really. You could, you could read the results, you could read the room, and everyone's buying into Michael Floor, everyone's buying into his system, and it's worked so far. That first preseason game, and even today against the Packers, uh, their joint practice today, in which we will certainly get into more as this episode goes on, but I thought they did... They, they, I wasn't there, of course, but from the reports I've read, the the running the running game is still, is still flourishing, right? Um, even if the offensive line pass protection didn't uh, work in their favor today, guys like Michael P. Ryan... Uh, ran for a 12-yard TD, uh, as Connor Hughes noted, um, and it's it's really cool to see this run game work against a team like the Packers as well. I mean, of course, some runs got stuffed, plenty of runs got stuffed. It's a 13-3 Packers team, but I mean, it's still outstanding to see some of these guys um, really work their tails off, and it's paying off so far into these joint practices and hopefully into this second preseason game on Saturday in Lambeau Field at 4:25 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really a recap of the Giants game there. I came away pretty impressed with Zach Wilson and overall pretty impressed with the defense. Um, and Robert Sala, right? I think I thought he, uh, really handled that game. Well, uh, he had one successful challenge. Um, and he really taught guys up like Denzel Mims. I mean, Mims's play for a 20 yard gain on a pass that was thrown five yards to the numbers on the outside was it was ridiculous, and you, now you see some of what Mims brings to the table um, in terms of playmaking ability for a guy who fell all the way down to the seventh on the receiving depth chart, it was reported, uh, due to eating bad salmon, right? He lost 20 pounds, and he really couldn't make it back up throughout those two weeks that many players were getting his reps, and in that preseason game, I think he showed who he really is. He's a hard worker, a gritty player, and a guy who will step up in the face of adversity, and I think he showed that. And if I'm Robert Sala, I look to get Denzel Mims some first-team reps this week. And I'm not just saying that because he played well in a preseason game. I'm saying that because of all the things we've seen during this training camp, I think it's time for him to get a little more respect and a little more time playing in a room that does host a bunch of really talented receivers. But I think Denzel Mims is right up there with them. So, um, yeah, that's my little rant on Mims. But... I think um, guys like Corey Davis played great. You can't wait to see Elijah Moore and Elijah Vera Tucker on the field. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, of course, with that pectoral injury. You hope to see him in that third preseason game for Robert Sala, but um, he'll be ready for week one. I believe there's no uh, worry there. And with Elijah Moore, I believe he'll start practicing next week, and we could possibly see him as well in that third preseason game. Um, Elijah Moore, of course, the flashy wide receiver who has made headlines in this training camp thus far. A um, little bit of a setback right here, right? Um, I wouldn't maybe call it a setback. I would call it a little pause in his development with a um, with a quad injury. But he'll be back in no time, and I'm sure the Jets are really pumped to have him back in the next week or so. And Elijah Vera Tucker, of course, no worry about him being back for week one. And 
he uh, he actually got some individual drill work today. Um, no team drills, but he was in pads, so that's a really good sign. Didn't practice fully, of course, but he should be. Um, I think if he, I think if the Jets really wanted to play him in the second preseason game, they they could, but they shouldn't. You want him one hundred percent healthy for Week One. You want him one hundred percent healthy next to Makai Becton, who has struggled some, right? Um, in these joint practices, played pretty well in that preseason game. Um, although he only got a small sample size, a couple drives, but. I think uh, he's 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 giving a great test here against guys like Zedarius Smith, Preston Smith, and younger guys that we really haven't heard about on that Packers front. I mean, it's what made him thirteen and three. It's what's going to make him a Super Bowl contender this year. Um, nothing much has changed with the Packers. Still that same um, notoriously good team who just sticks around in the NFC and doesn't really give teams an easy an easy road uh, easy road game at Lambeau Field, right? So. Um, yeah, that's really it with the uh, Giants. Um, the Packers joint practices. The Jets also have a joint practice there tomorrow on August 19th at 11.30 a.m. Um, the play-by-play by the Jets beat is also an, uh, incredible. You love following those plays. I mean, it doesn't all mean that much, but really uh, shout-out to those guys. DJ Biennemi and Connor Hughes do a great job there. And, of course, Rick Shemini and uh, Dennis Wazak and guys like that. So... All right, well, without further ado, I think we're done here. Um, I appreciate everyone sticking around for this episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Make sure, if you haven't already, check out my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and check some of my stuff out on the Jet Press. I wrote an article not too long ago on Chris Herndon, who has not been showing too much in camp, and hopefully he can make a name for himself as the regular season is close to getting underway, a few weeks away, guys. So we're we're this close. You stick around for a few more weeks in September 12th, which the Jets play the Carolina Panthers. We'll be here before you know it. So I appreciate everyone sticking around for this episode of the Game Plan Pod, and I will see you next week for episode 35.